0: Welcome to Sexology, a podcast that untangles the science of sex and pleasure. And now, with this week's episode, your host, clinical psychologist, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Hello there. You are listening to episode 319 of Sexology Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Today, we're going to talk about pussy worshiping, which is such an interesting practice that I recently learned about it. So I reached out to our guest, Kevin Anthony about another topic that he presented with his wife in this show. And he said that due to other issues that he would like to talk more about this particular topic. And I was intrigued. I didn't know what even pussy worshipping is, is, but I was very interested just about the concept and I was curious. And the more I learned about it, I figured that that can be a practice that can really Really help to change your relationship with your body if you're a vulva owner and also your relationship if you're in a heterosexual relationship with a woman. Before I tell you all about this episode, I know we are reaching very close to Valentine. And I know Valentine is the time that many people want to do something fun and sexy. If you don't have a plan yet, or you just want to try something else, make sure you are downloading my a checklist of nine ideas how to and how to spice up your foreplay tonight. I even have recommendations for sex toys. So I often hear that people love that. So you can just get the sex toy I talk about and incorporate it in your sexy date and let me know how that goes. It's completely free. It's my gift to you. And my invitation for you is to download it ahead of time and surprise your partner with implementing one of those strategies that I introduced in that worksheet. As I mentioned today, we're going to talk about pussy worshiping. We're going to talk about what does it mean and why does that matter? We're going to talk about what are some of the challenges that women have when it comes to enjoying their body. We're going to talk about what are some of the tips and techniques that you can implement while doing this to turn yourself on and your partner on. And we're going to talk about how to introduce it into your relationship as i mentioned my guest is kevin anthony kevin is the host of the love lab podcast he's a co-creator of the course power and mastery with his lover and wife celine the intimacy angel which is a complete training to develop man's steam up, boost his confidence and enhance sexual ability Kevin's passion is helping other men find and discover their hero's journey of being a warrior to learn how to be deeply connected to their partner and allow intimacy to show up in all areas of their life while still feeling balance as a man. Before we dive into this episode, I wanted to thank our sponsor Cozy Earth. Cozy Earth develops and crafts high quality sheets and loungewear. One of the things I like about this company that they're everything that they produce, they are responsibly and sustainably sourced. So you can enjoy their material without feeling guilty. The other great quality about their product is its its ability. The sheets are a temperature control. I'll tell you all about my experience of using that product. But if you wanted to check it out yourself, head to our show notes and type sexology to get 30 percent off site wide and you will that way you will support our show as well and I will be super grateful all right without further ado here's my conversation with Kevin Anthony. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Sexology Podcast. I am excited to have Kevin Anthony on our show today. Kevin, welcome to our show.
1: Thanks for having me on.
0: I am looking forward to this conversation. Initially, when I reached out to you, I wanted to talk about something else and you, you gave us a list of topics and the, one of them was pussy worshiping. I said, like, I don't know what it is, but I want that. <laughs> and I went and I listened to, you, to the conversation you have about that. And that was so helpful and informative. But this is incredible. Is that something that you came up with? Is that something that's
1: common? And I just don't know about it. Well, we're being a little bit cheeky with the term pussy worshiping. And yet at the same time, that is actually what we're doing. But to really sort of answer like, what is it and why is it important? We have to take a few steps backwards. And what we need to do is we need to understand that so many women have negative thoughts, opinions, things associated with their pussies and i'm always amazed at how many women and i'm not talking young women this is goes all the way up you know 40s 50s 60s have never even looked at their own pussy and and as a guy that's really hard to understand because as guys like we know every millimeter of our penises like we've looked at it from every direction you can think of we know all about it and yet so many women don't and they often have a lot of like I said, sort of negative ideas. So they had a boyfriend when they were 16 who told them that their labia looked weird, right? Or, you know, they had another partner at some point along the line that said maybe it didn't smell good or it didn't look like the others or or something like that. And so women build up all these ideas about, oh, I must be weird. Oh, I don't look like everybody else. Oh, mine doesn't work like other people's, right? And that stuff really gets in the way of their ability to not only connect with their own body and love themselves, but also to really have an amazing, fulfilling sex life with their partner. And so the idea of pussy worshiping is to help them sort of move past that. So when we're talking about pussy worshiping, we're talking about having the woman get totally comfortable in a safe space where she feels completely safe and relaxed. And, you know, having her spread her legs, open herself up, be completely seen by a man and just pampered and just, we're not necessarily talking about, you know, penetration even. There might not even be any penetration, but it's about being seen. It's about giving massage. There's all kinds of techniques that you can use to help remove trauma that might be stored or just simply giving a massage for the pleasure of it. And it's just allowing her... To completely relax in an open and vulnerable way
0: and you brought up so many great points i talked to many of my female clients that they are insecure about their shape of the, their vulva their labia and it's wild to me because i never had a single man in my office complaining about partners form of labia or vulva or any other things related to that and I know there's galaxy women looking for labiaplasty and I ask my guy, guy, guy friends and they say like, you know, it's really that part, it really doesn't matter for us. One of my guy friends is funny. It's like I I thought about different shape of breast, <laughs> but I never think about the kind of like the labian form of it. And again, all these years I had one client that they shared with me that when they were a teen, the boyfriend made comment about it, but even that's not that common. So I love this idea of getting comfortable with being seen and kind of like really being comfortable with your smell and everything that comes. With it is that so? But you, but you work with male clients. What's their reaction about this pussy worshiping suggestion? That I bet that you at times recommend to couples.
1: I, in general, the men are all for it. They're like worshiping pushy? Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the, sometimes, sometimes, and honestly, I don't really see too many of these men because generally, if if they're coming from this sort of space, they're probably not signing up to work with me to begin with. But there can be some men who are like oh, that sounds like a lot of work, and oh, I have to do all this stuff, and I have to give to her, I just wanted to go straight to the penetration. That can happen. Those aren't the, the type of men that tends to sign up to work with me. I mean, if they're if they're coming for sex coaching, they're generally open to these ideas. And so, you know, my experience, and my wife's experience too, working with thousands of clients over the years, is that the men are generally pretty positive. Because as men, we, we want to give to our women. We want them to receive pleasure. We want them to be happy. And so if we hear that worshipping their pussy is something that is going to do all that, we're like, yeah, we're in.
0: <laughs> I love that. So what I'm hearing that it sounds like it's more of mindset challenges for vulva owners, for women to kind of really lean into this kind of like really owning pleasure and being present for it. And you're right, part of it is it's cultural kind of like beliefs and all this advertisement for changing your scent, which is so crazy that ever since like all around the world, they they want to sell all sorts of things that kind of like change your scent, which is just which is crazy. Again, I never had a client complaining about their partner's scent. What's your thoughts about the smell of the pussy or like the fish market jokes that they make and all of that?
1: <laughs> a healthy pussy does not smell bad. It doesn't. It They may smell a little different from one to the next. But a healthy pussy doesn't smell bad. In fact, I think it smells great. If a woman does have a smell that's rather strong or maybe reminiscent of a fishy smell, it's probably because something's going wrong. So it doesn't mean that she's going to be like that forever. It just means that you know she might have some sort of a yeast infection or urinary tract infection or something like that that could easily be taken care of. So as a woman, if you're noticing smells like that, that should be an indication to you that maybe you should go visit your doctor, maybe you should have that looked at, because a healthy pussy doesn't smell bad at all. Now, of course, your diet and your lifestyle and all of those things, how healthy you are, is going to impact the health of your, your genitals. So you know, cleaning up your diet, getting enough exercise, getting enough sleep, drinking enough water, all of those things are gonna help contribute to a healthy flora in your vagina and make things smell great. Personally, covering it up with some sort of scented something or other, I don't think is a good idea, personally. And not only that, you, you always have to keep in mind that there are pheromones that are released, right, that create that attraction between us. And so when you're doing heavy perfumes, whether they're, you know, perfumes for your genitals or elsewhere, you're covering all that up, right? So you might smell good, you know, sort of externally, like, oh, I can smell you from across the room and I like that scent. But you're completely masking the pheromones that are what are really creating that attraction.
0: And kind of even medically, you don't want to change the pH of your vagina. So definitely douches are not something that you got to do regardless of whether you have any infection or not. And I love that you brought up that like it smells like a pussy. It's not doesn't supposed to smell like lavender. Right. <laughs> lavender smells <laughs> like lavender. <laughs> and pussy smells like pussy. And that there's nothing wrong with that. And if you're very worried about it or you got a feedback from your partner, maybe you can check with your doctor about infections and but if you got the confirmation there's nothing wrong, then That's just an indication of that's the smell of your body. And perhaps your partner, as you mentioned, they might find it delicious. So we're talking when we're talking about pussy worshiping. So the vulva owner, the part, the female partner is front and center in that practice. So it's not necessarily we're not talking about like something like 69.
1: No, no, no. So the, the really the idea behind the sort of worshiping aspect is that she has to do nothing at all. There is no expectation of her having to return anything. So it's not like, oh, once I worship you for X amount of time, then you have to do the same for me. There's no expectation of sex or penetration after the worshiping is over either. All she has to do is relax and let go. That's it. And enjoy. So there's no expectations for her. So the the, the focus of attention is 100% on her.
0: Beautiful. So like your partner, you're the vulva owner is naked, ready. So what do we do next?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to take a step back for guys. Because if we're going to teach guys how to really do this, there's a couple of groundwork things that we need to, to put in place first. So number one, you have to make sure that she is comfortable. So a thing that a lot of guys don't really understand is that if a woman doesn't feel comfortable and safe in an environment, she's not very likely to have an orgasm. She's just not. So what do I mean by feeling safe and comfortable? Well, the first thing is make her comfortable. Make her, you know, create soft place for her to lay like pillows or something like that. Make sure it's warm, right? She's going to be wide open to the world here. You want to make sure she's warm and not shivering. You want to make sure that she feels completely safe. The kids aren't going to walk in, you know, whatever. All those outside distractions are not going to come in and bother her. Another thing that's very helpful also is making sure that whatever tasks she needed to do that day are done. And this is one that guys never think of because, you know, Celine, my wife used to say all the time that, you know, women have this sort of diffuse awareness, right? Where they can, they can focus on so many things at one time and they have to because they're moms, right? They got to watch like multiple kids at a time and worry about, you know, food and this and that, and this one's getting into that. Like they've got that awareness where men are more like singularly focused on a thing. Well, that's great when it comes to parenting or hunting or whatever else, but when it comes to actually relaxing and letting go and enjoying a sexual moment, that can actually be a negative thing for women because there's too much stuff running around in their head. So one of the things I often tell guys is if you know that your woman has a tendency to do that, then try to eliminate as as many of those concerns as possible so that she can let go of them before she even lays down, right? So the kids are taken care of, the laundry's done, the dinner's done, whatever. So she doesn't have to think about any of that. Then set her up in a very comfortable position, make sure it's warm, make sure she's in whatever state of dress or undress she feels comfortable in. So sometimes guys want to be like, no, you have to be completely naked and you have to be this and you have to be that. Does she feel comfortable that way? How does she feel comfortable? How does she want to receive this, right? So think of it as she is the queen, right? You're putting her on the throne and she's the queen. How does she want to be? like that. And so once you've got sort of all that groundwork laid, then the next thing to do is to start really slowly. So many men just, they want to go right in there with fingers, with penises, with whatever. That's absolutely not what you want to do. You want to start slow. And I recommend starting not even touching her pussy. So she's got her legs spread before you start by just, you know, gently massaging the insides of her thigh, right? Run your fingers up and down do little things to sort of get her to relax and to sort of stimulate her in positive ways. And you'll start to see, she'll start to relax into it a little bit more. If she happens to have a little bit larger labia, you'll often see that when she starts out, they're closed. And without even touching her, just by stroking her, massaging her thighs, as she relaxes, you literally start to see her labia just open, right? And that's a great sign that she is relaxing and enjoying what you're doing. So once you've done that a little bit, then you can slowly work your way towards her pussy and start with really gentle pressure, light touch. You can massage all around it. It feels really good for women to massage the outer labia and the inner labia. And this is all stuff before you get to the clitoris and before you do any sort of penetration. So, so that's kind of like a starting point on on how to really get going with this practice.
0: Well, I appreciate that you brought up the mental load part of it, right? That sometimes people feel that like their partner, if like it's something that's on the schedule, magically they get ready for have to being intimate or having these experiences. But if they have tons of mental load around different things, that can be distracting. I have clients that they say like they think about their to-do list during the sex and that creates this kind of feeling of it's another thing in my to-do list. But if collaboratively, like you guys are taking care of things, kind of eliminating the barriers that you can eliminate that day, that would be helping both of you to be more present. And of course, there are things that are you cannot do everything from our to-do list every day. But I think it's, it's important to make an effort to even show your partner that you're invested in it because many women have struggled with accepting pleasure. And they feel that, that that's a pleasure is something that they like consciously or not consciously have to give. And it's, it's harder for them to get into the mood. So I think that is such an important thing that you brought up. And I love the idea of slower as starting from different parts other than the genital to kind of build up that awareness, embodiment piece of things. And. And even if you like for some other sessions, you want to have some kind of penetration. One of the questions that I get from the guys often is that how can I last longer? Because they think that they have to kind of like have longer penetration in order to satisfy their partner. But with things that you're talking about and when the partner's body is ready. That can even improve that experience and create more excitement regardless of how much you're lasting. But within this context, that we're focusing on the partner, I think it's really also powerful, as you mentioned, to be present and how their bodies are responding because you don't need necessarily to have all the techniques in the world. The fact that you're present, you'll be able to see if your
1: partner is responding or not. Yes. And I love that you brought up that part about presence because that is a huge part of this practice. So what do we really mean by that? And it's exactly what you said. You are 100% present in the moment on what you are doing. So if I'm worshiping her pussy and I'm massaging her gently, I'm focusing on massaging her. I'm not thinking about, okay, let me hurry up and get this over with because I want to penetrate her and blah, blah, blah. You're, like, You're not thinking about that. You are just being present in the moment. You are giving her 100% of your attention and your energy. And you know, women are amazing at being able to sense your presence. And and what's amazing to me is that women are so good at it, and yet men rarely realize that they're actually doing this, which is amazing to me because women instantly know, like if you are connected, if you are really like looking her in the eye and having a connected conversation, she 100% feels it. And the second your mind drifts somewhere else, she's going to she's going to say something, and say, hey, I'm having a conversation. You're like, what? What? I'm having a conversation with you. Right. But she noticed that second that your mind drifted away somewhere else. And so she notices that when you're making love as well, whether it's pussy worshiping or any other sexual you know, encounter that you're having, she will feel when your presence drifts. And that will absolutely take her out of the moment, too. So if she's getting really close, say, to an orgasm and she feels that your presence just went somewhere else, you went into fantasy land about the porn that you've watched or some other thing that, that goes through your mind, she feels it. And if she's on the cusp of orgasm, whoosh, there it goes. There it goes. And you're going to have to build all the way back up to that crescendo again, right? So women are really amazing at feeling that. And because of that, you as a man have to be conscious of the fact that you know our minds drift, we have the monkey mind. Sometimes that happens, even when we're trying to give our full attention. So if that happens, just keep bringing your focus right back in. Every time you notice it drifts out, bring it right back in again and really do your best to stay focused on her. Not only that, there are other things that you can look for to see whether or not she is actually enjoying what's happening. So there there are things that we term sort of visual acuity. So obviously you can look at her face. Are her eyes closed? Are they open? Are they looking around the room? Are they looking at you? Are they rolling back in her head because she's in so much pleasure? Are her cheeks getting flush? Is she smiling or is she have like a little like, ooh, wow, that, that feels a little like that burns a little bit like, Ugh. you know, <laughs> you can look for all of those types of things. Is her back arching? Is she, is her breathing slowing down? You can look at her pussy itself. As the pussy gets more and more turned on, you will see physical changes in it. You will see the outer labia start to swell. You'll see changes in color. They'll start to get a little bit more pinkish or red. You might see the labia open up. You might even see the little glistening of some lubrication starting to happen. So as a man, you give 100% of your attention and then you look for all of those things. And that will guide you in the practice. That will let you know if you are going in the right direction or not.
0: I love that. So we're present, very uh, kind of like focusing from outer area. We're moving toward the <laughs> target. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's the opposite of what you said, but like we are kind of like building the arousal. And now it's a time that we want to touch partners genital. What sorts of touches do you recommend for people to incorporate? Is it something you that we say, like do with their lips? Is that something that we do with hand? Of course, there are kind of elements of preference, but tell us more about that. As
1: I stated before, I would recommend starting with something really soft and really gentle. Men and women are opposite in so many ways. So like with a man, it's like go straight to his genitals and you can go to town and he'll love every minute of it. Women, completely the opposite. Don't go straight to the genitals. Start externally, work your way in and start gently there's that great quote by Betty White. I don't remember the exact thing, but it said something like, you know, why do we call people pussies because when they're weak, because pussies can take a pounding, right? Well, they they can take a pounding once they're warmed up, right? And that's the mistake that a lot of guys make. They go in with too much pressure and, and they go right for penetration. They do these things before she's really warmed up. So start with really slow pressure. And I would suggest just start with your hands. In fact, the, the, the simplest thing to do is to just cover her entire pussy with your hand and just hold it and just feel that energy for a while. And she'll feel it. She'll, you, you'll start to see reactions from that. It's, it's simple and it's basic, but it's, it actually feels really good for them. They feel held, literally held. From there, you can start to slowly massage the outer lips. Right? You can start from the top, and work your way all the way around from both sides. You can then go in and go in between the outer labia and the inner labia, right? And start to slowly work your way in. Once you've had enough time to sort of work your way around and sort of build up that, and she gets more turned on and engorged, then you can start to go maybe for just a little light penetration with your fingertip. Then you can start to maybe go towards the clitoris. But start slowly and work your way in. Start gently. The more and more aroused she gets, the more she gets into it, the deeper and the harder you can go. And that may never even happen. So another thing that's really important for guys to understand is that every sexual encounter you have with a woman is different. And I don't mean just from woman to woman, but with the same woman, what she wants and what she needs in that moment is going to be different from yesterday or the day before or last week or last month or even five minutes ago, right? And so a lot of times guys like, well, I always do this and it always works. And it's like, well, it's not working right now. So do something else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we, we describe women all the time as being like water, right? Because water is always moving and it's always changing, right? And women are like that, too. And, you know, one moment they might want something really gentle. And the next moment they might want something really hard. And then a few moments later, they want that, whoa, back to gentle, you know. And so you have to pay attention to that as a man and really give them what it is that they are wanting or needing in that moment.
0: They often tell people that when you are tuning with your partner, when you are paying attention get all the information you need to know to to gather around what to do next in that moment, especially if it's a, it's a lover that you know for a while. And I, I like that, that you emphasize like oftentimes our differences between genders as far as a preference of the buildup of the arousal and like where to touch and stimulation. That is very, very important. as you mentioned that the guys love, like if, even if, if someone's give like, a kind of like like they, they that they just want to get focused on the penis but for women it's very exciting too when someone is building up and slower what we're doing that movement and then building it up so is that the goal is orgasms? when you assign this homework to people this this invitation you extend this invitation to people do they do it to bring their partners to orgasm or it's more of kind of like experiencing and immersing it in, in pleasure? What are some of your suggestions around that?
1: Yeah, absolutely no goal of orgasm. None whatsoever. In fact, I'm sure you can attest to this as a woman. But the more pressure we as men put on you to have an orgasm, the less likely you are to have one. And that's that's just a fact of life, guys. The more you say, I'm going to give you an orgasm, you have to have an orgasm. You need to have three orgasms today. Otherwise, it wasn't a great session, right? The more pressure you put on her to orgasm, the less likely she is to orgasm. Because for a woman to orgasm, she has to relax. She has to relax. She has to open up and she has to receive as the feminine. She can't do that when she feels pressured to get to a certain place. And so especially, especially with pussy worshiping, this entire practice is to get her to relax and open up. So really what it's about is pleasure waves of pleasure and that can look a lot of different ways for women you know women can can have you know 30 or 40 minutes of pussy worshiping have tons of just rolling energy up and down never have an orgasm and still think that was the most amazing thing like a lot of men unfortunately and this is something i try very hard to teach them (laughs) a lot of guys think that sex isn't great unless they have an ejaculation and so one of the things that i teach men is that you don't have to ejaculate every time. You can still, you can learn how to separate your orgasm and your ejaculation, so you can still have orgasms. You can still have multiple waves of orgasmic pleasure, and feel completely and totally content with the sex without ever ejaculating. That's kind of a hard concept for a lot of guys to wrap their minds around. But it's an easy one for women to wrap their minds around because they do it all the time. They, I have sex all the time. Like, you know, that was good. I enjoyed it. I didn't have an orgasm, but I still enjoyed it, right? So That's very common for women. So just because she doesn't have an orgasm doesn't mean that what you did wasn't any good or she didn't like it or anything like that. It just she wasn't able to get there in that moment for whatever reason.
0: I bet that there are so many women are excited about this and men that they kind of experiment with it. How can they bring it up with the poor? partner? And if the idea is only giving to the Volvo order, why would people practice it?
1: Yeah, th- that is a fantastic question. So, okay, first, we'll start with how do you bring it up? I think that everybody should have the type of communication in their relationship where they can easily ask for what they want. So you should have already established a level of communication in your relationship where you can say, hey, you know what I would really love? I heard this idea about pussy worshiping, and it sounds amazing to me nobody's ever done it to me before. And I just think it would be so amazing to experience. And I would love it if you could try that with me, right? You should have that level of openness and communication in your relationship. However, not everybody does. (laughs) So another way that you could potentially approach it, because there is a cock worshiping side to this as well, where you flip the tables and you do a similar thing, but in a different way for men. And so you might be able to approach it and say, hey, I've heard of this thing called, you know, pussy worshiping and also cock worshiping. And it would be really cool if we tried this on each other. Right. So you give him an, an incentive for why he would want to do it. Hey, if I if I worship her pussy, then she'll worship my cock. I mean, what guy doesn't want his cock worshipped, Right. <laughs> so that's that's uh, those are two ways in which you can sort of get the subject out there and on the table. There was there was another part to your question as well. Yes,
0: yes. So the other part was I love the idea of kind of giving them the option of that's something that can be reciprocated. So I was thinking if the if you say I want to do pussy worshiping and your partner jumps on that opportunity is definitely or they are definitely a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> that's a test. If they're saying it needs to be reciprocal, <laughs> then that's that's that gives you some indication, I'm right? Just trying to be playful. Then. But the other part is that if we're doing it often as a one-sided thing, right? In, in society, we're thinking about always things to be equal. Why do you think it would be beneficial for couples to do it, even if they're doing it as one sided as we're going to only do the pussy worshiping part?
1: Okay. So first of all, we have to destroy the notion that all things have to be equal. <laughs> I know that is that is not sort of with the current culture. Everything's got to be equal. Everything's equal, equal, equal. You know, Celine, my wife used to say all the time that each partner in the relationship should be giving 60% and receiving 40%, right? So the idea is you should always be striving to give more than you receive. And look, if you're with somebody that you love, wouldn't you want to give to them? Like, isn't this something that you want to do? This is somebody you you supposedly say that you love, somebody you've committed to for the rest of your life, don't you want to give to them? And here's the thing, here's something that I really want men to understand. Women take everything that you give them and they multiply, it doesn't matter what it is. You give them your sperm, they'll turn it into a kid. You give them ingredients, they'll turn it into a meal. You give them a house, they'll turn it into a home. If you give them a lot of love and a lot of amazing, beautiful sexual energy, they will return it to you. Maybe not in that moment, but they will later on. See, the thing is, guys are always saying, well, she didn't reciprocate right now. So I guess I didn't get anything in return. No, what you'll get in return is down the line when she's more attracted to you, when she's more open to having sex with you more frequently, when she's more open to more types of sex because you've taken the time to give to her and not expect anything in return right away.
0: Beautiful. I, I love all, all of the thing that you said. And I bet many of our listeners are excited to learn more about your teaching because they see that you have a unique way of teaching. So where can they get a hold of you so they can access your content?
1: Yeah, the best way is to go to our website. It's Celineremy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com. And there under Work With Us, you will find links to work with me. That's the best way to reach out and get a hold of me if you're interested in working directly with me. We also have online programs at powerandmastery.com. So in there, we have a men's sexual mastery program. So we will teach you a lot of that stuff in a go-at-your-own-pace online learning method. You can also listen to the podcast, the Love Lab podcast, which is available on all major podcast platforms and YouTube. And of course, on YouTube, not only do we have the podcast, but we also have videos that cover a lot of these topics. So you can learn a ton of stuff just by watching our videos and listening to the podcast.
0: Welcome and thank you so much for coming on the show and teaching this important skill to us. And it was definitely a delight to have this conversation with
1: you. Thanks for having me on. I love talking about this stuff. And I really hope that the listeners learned something that they can take home and use tonight.
0: I hope you guys found our conversation meaningful. I also then wanted to highlight that while plenty of companies will try to sell you scented wipes, a way to change your own scent, I highly encourage you to be more comfortable with your body. Of course, as we talked about, if there is a medical condition, you want to address it. But using douches, kind of like using products to change the smell often they lead to causing issues for your body. So if you feel insecure in this department, learning to accept your body as is can be a big help. And easing your anxiety in the bedroom and ultimately increasing your sex drive. That's why I think doing this pussy worshiping session will be really good for you. At the end, I wanted to take a moment and thank our sponsor, Cozy Earth. They have one of the best sheets that I ever tried. Throughout the years, I purchased all sorts of fancy sheets with high thread count, but most of them tend to get warm, especially if you share your bed with your partner. What I like about Cozy Earth sheets is that they remain cooler the entire night and they keep the color and intensity of color when you're washing them. I wash my sheets every month. So I wash them weekly, but the Cozy Earth one is one of the ones in the rotation and the color is the same. I think I so far washed it more than hundred times and the quality and color remains the same. So I, I want you to try it yourself. I bet that you wouldn't go back to the old sheets that you had. They offer 35% discount, so make sure you're using the code Sexology, and the link will be in the show notes. All right, I can't wait until next time. Same place. Thanks for listening to my show. I love you, and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Sexology Podcast. For more great content, visit www